Welcome everyone to the Elevated Producer Podcast, where we take a deep dive every week into how mortgage originators can elevate all aspects of their lives. If this resonates with you, then this podcast is a must listen. We believe education is the key to originator freedom. We'll share productivity tips and tricks from our personal experience, from what we've learned from others, from books, from media, and anywhere we find inspiration to elevate ourselves and you. I'm your host, Chad Ogburn. I've spent 14 years as an originator before pivoting into a training role in our industry five years ago. My co-host, Cheryl Bromschwager, is a vice president, producing branch manager, certified mortgage planning specialist, and proven mortgage coach with Nova Home Loans. Are you ready, set, let's elevate. Good morning, Cheryl. Hey, Chad. How are you? I am good. I've spent the last few hours really working on my vision and my plan for 2020. So I'm really like excited and pumped up today. Yes, and that is all about our topic today. We are going to cover 14 questions to make your 2020 the best year so far. That's awesome. You know, we talk about like, let's make it our best year. But as we've talked about before in our podcast, it's the execution that stops people in their tracks from actually doing it. So we've come up with 14 questions to ask yourself to be able to actually come up with a plan and create some clarity on your steps. Yes. So let's just delve right into it. And uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is who are the most important people in your life? Does how I am spending my time reflect their importance? Boy, this is a good one, isn't it? Because there's studies that say the five people that you hang around with the most actually have the most influence on you. So if you're not choosing wisely those people that you're hanging out with... Right, you could go down down the rabbit hole quickly, and a lot of times it's your family. So you know you've got to make that time with your family the best that you can, and maybe sometimes even taking the time to schedule family time. With our kids, we have uh, on Friday nights we have forced family fun. <laughs> so they're they're required, or at least they were right when they were still both living under our our roof. Right, uh, they were required to have forced family fun on Fridays, and we would have time with them. We would take them to movies or go to Dave & Buster's or play have game night at home or movie night, but it was family night, and now they laugh about it, but I do think it made an impact on them because they remember. They're like, oh, remember when we had to spend time with you? (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Yep. I remember. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, and it's so important to um, to, to spend time with it. And it's funny because when I read this, I, I think of both sides in that um, I think it, I, for me personally, it's very easy for me to make sure that I'm focused on my family and spending time on with them and on them. Um, for me, this also is a reminder that I need to, when I'm at work, part of the way that I can – be of service to them the best is making sure that I'm focused on work and really being productive. Um, That way, when I come home and I'm spending time with them, I can be present uh, and not be worried about the stuff that I didn't do because I was messing around at the water cooler or whatever the situation is. 
Yeah, that's true. Really scheduling time and being present for your family is something that is paramount to your success at your job. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I like that one. Cool. So yeah, think about who are the people in your life that are the most important. All right. So then the the second one would be, what do I want to do for my own personal, physical, and mental health this year? I think we don't give ourselves enough time to actually take care of ourselves. We always want to take care of everybody else. And if we take care of ourselves, it's looked at almost as if we are selfish, when really it's the opposite. And I like to talk about us um, a comparison like when you're on the airplane right and they say put your own oxygen mask on first before you help your child or your neighbor because if you don't if you are not taking care of yourself you cannot give to others and making a priority to take care of yourself is something we all need to remember to do and not push it off yeah that is crucial and this is something that I definitely struggle with and, you know, it's interesting because all it takes is to see a family member. And unfortunately, my mother-in-law uh, five years ago had a stroke. And mm. some of it was just because, same thing, she was trying to do so much for other people that um, she wasn't taking time for herself. And she paid a serious price for it. And unfortunately, that price then trickles down to the ones you love because, she, you know, my kids can't go stay the night with her now. Um, like they do with my parents and, mm-hmm. you know, and things of that nature that I know it bums her out. And, it, and I don't know if my kids know because it happened when they were so much younger that they don't really know any other way. But, it, you know, it bums my wife out. It bums her out and it bums me out. And so, yeah, when we're not taking the time for ourselves, this is something that could come back to bite us really hard in the rear in that, um, we might wake up one day and everything that we've been working so hard for is a moot point because we no longer have the f- physical capability to do it or worst, worst case scenario, we're no longer around to do it. Yeah, and our mental status as well. Uh, you know, I don't share this a whole lot, but at the beginning of this year I had um, Bell's palsy, which is a partial paralysis of your face. Okay, oh. So I literally woke up one day and my face was falling off. And I think it did go to I was not taking care of myself. I was putting everybody else first. And my body finally said, Cheryl, if you don't stop, I'm going to stop for you. And it did. It shut me down. And it was about a four and a half month recovery period for me. So it is something where I have learned a lesson and I don't want anybody to have to learn that lesson, right? I'd much rather have them say, yep, I got this. I'm taking care of myself first before you actually have the life event that does it for you. Yeah. And so it's important. Absolutely. If that means waking up early and doing something, or if you can't wake up early, if you come in and you knock your phone calls out in the morning, then take a little bit longer lunch and take part of that lunch and get a workout in or go spend you know time meditating or whatever it is. But yeah, take, take care of yourself because um, once that body goes and that mind goes, uh, at least on this earth, there ain't much left. Right. Right. All right. So then number three. Are there any conferences or personal growth events that you want to attend this year? Boy, there's one I I want to attend. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really important that we do some planning for years, for the year ahead, especially if it involves travel, if it involves being away from your work or your family for any extended period of time, and how you're going to actually manage that and what the results are going to be. We also, we always go to 
events or we take classes or we do webinars, right? And then we get all this great information and then we take all these notes and then we go home and nothing gets implemented. Right. Yep. How do we curve that? Because, you know, and in the training world, I've been to a ton of conferences around uh, adult education and training and I love it. And matter of fact, one of my colleagues and I had this very conversation about a month ago in that, um, no, we have not implemented anything from the conference we went to a year and a half ago. And um, so how <laughs> how do we go about nixing that and, and actually taking what we've gone from there and implementing? And I think that that's where you need an accountability partner and you need a system. And you need to write it down ahead of time. Make a commitment that you're going. Commit to what you're going to get from it. And then while you're there, commit to making the change and actually writing down how you're going to implement the change. Because otherwise, it's just notebooks full of great ideas. Right. And the other thing is, and I remember this from when I was a young man learning uh, to hunt, and there was big old fly. I don't know if it was ducks or geese. I can't remember. But anyway, a bunch of birds in the air we were supposed to shoot. And... Um, and I didn't know how you could miss, but I missed. And my dad's like, you have to pick one. You cannot shoot at the flock. <laughs> pick one and, and shoot it. <laughs> Don't shoot at the flock. It isn't going to work. <laughs> you know, focus on the vital few, right? And really create those things that fit your filter and focus on that. Everything else falls to the wayside. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So another one kind of goes along the same lines of personal growth. What kind of continuing education do you want to do, right? What do you need to do, number one? For example, loan officers, right, you've got to have your eight hours of continuing education for your NMLS. And I can't tell you how many people wait until literally the last week before (laughs) you need to renew. Chad, does that sound familiar? (laughs) No, no, not at all. Yes, that is me (laughs) in a nutshell. And Right. Plan for it earlier than what you think because if life gets in the way you still have ample time but I used to always say oh I like to do mine in October because then I get more of a sneak peek of any laws or anything that might be coming up uh, in the next year and and at least while I've been a trainer unfortunately I have not been to a live class I've always taken ended up having to do it online because I suddenly realized I have no time left and so therefore this weekend I have to sit down and just hammer the thing out Right, and it's hard to do that, again, with self-discipline, with sitting in front of a computer for eight hours, listening to monotone or watching slides. You know, I love the live class. In fact, I'm an instructor for live class, and I think that the reason I like it is because I get to interact with other peers. I get to see new points of view, and I'm always staying up on what's kind of happening in the world in the news uh, surrounding our, our industry, and it's fun to share that. So I would challenge that people do their CEs earlier in the year only because if there is something that's coming up, they're going to want to know about it ahead of time versus after the fact being like, oh, I better learn that. Right. And I think to me CE classes are a little bit like college in that, yeah, you certainly learn stuff from the classroom aspect, but you also learn a lot from the social aspect. And I think going to live events like Cheryl's is so crucial when you get to interact with 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 your peers that you normally don't see and you're normally just competing against. It's an opportunity to A, to do a little networking, get to know people. That's never a bad thing. But B, you're going to hear different things going on in the industry that maybe you weren't aware of where sitting like I have for the last uh, five years, um, you you just don't get from a national company that has uh, an online presence. 
That's cool. Yeah, agreed. So, okay, cool. Then number five, uh, how many weeks of vacations do I want to take this year? <laughs> That's my personal favorite. That's right. Right? And, and it's true. I plan my vacations for the year, typically the year before, right? Because I have a philosophy that I want my next vacation on the calendar before I'm done with my current vacation. Nice. Gives me something to get to be excited about, to look forward to, and to plan because vacations cost money. Vacations cost time off work. Vacations affect your, your team and your staff. So if you want to take off three months, boy, you better start planning for that. If you want to take off a week every month, you need to start planning for that. Yeah, and I think this is one of those things that there's a lot more. When you dig into how you're going to do this, there's a lot more to it. Um, one of the funny things about not having a set amount of vacation time the way loan officers don't is that we generally take less time off. And so mm -hmm. I think there's two two sides to this sword. One is that you need time off. It goes back to uh, a previous podcast we were talking about how you need to be, or maybe, no, I guess earlier, about how you need to be taking care of yourself. Um, that's an important part is taking time to unwind. The other part is is the technical side of how do I take time off and actually take time off? Who do I need to help? cover my business? How do I work this while I'm, you know, laying on the beach? Is it an hour every morning? How, what does that look like? But you need to take that time and sort it all out. Yeah, I totally agree. Planning your vacation is one of the keys to success. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. So then when you decide, okay, I need to plan vacation, number six is where do you want to go? Right, and creating that vision, creating the vision board of where you want to go or creating the checklist. I'm a checklist person, so a checklist of all the things that I need to do before I get to start the fun, right? How do I lead up to that? Because then I get other people involved, right? My family gets excited. We all have assignments or jobs. Maybe it's the research of, you know, if we choose a place to go, what do we do when we're there? You know, each kid gets a day that they get to pick what we do that day and they're in charge. Oh, that's cool. That idea. is so fun and empowering. Yeah, for them to be part of the vacation and the budget. You know, we went to Disney World a couple of years ago <laughs> and that place is not for the faint of heart when it comes to cash. No. So each kid was like, well this is what we want to do this day and we want to go here and we want to go there. And before we knew it, you know, we had to buy like a four park pass. Yeah. And, you know, it was like $450 a, a person. Right. And the kids were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have to start saving their money and contribute. And I think that that's powerful in order to help them understand money, which yes. is what, you know, we like to do, but also let them feel really part of the vacation and that they had some ownership in it, which was fun. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. And I love yeah. this too, because I think what it might do, and I don't know, but I think one of the things it might do is, you know, that week or two before you go on vacation, how incredibly effective you are at getting work done? That it might, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I, this is just pure speculation, but it might spread that time frame out and make you actually more productive if you know, okay, in June, I'm going to, you know, Mexico, and we're going to go to this cenote, and we're going to hang out at this beach, and so on and so forth. Um yeah, so I think this is a really cool one. Yeah. All right. Then following up with that, what can I do to focus on my relationship with my spouse or significant other? 
Ooh, this one's a big one because we tend to break our commitments to the ones we love the most yep. because we feel like they'll understand, I have to work late or I can't. But what we're really telling them is that we're putting everything else in front of their importance. So scheduling time, not breaking it, having date nights that you absolutely put some thought into is probably one of the most important things. It goes back to that number one, right, which is who are you spending the time, your time with and who are the most important people in your life. Don't take them for granted. Yeah, and you know, this comes back to one of the things that helps me in my work is to remember why I'm doing the work, and it's for my family. And so if I'm taking work is taking away from all my time with the family and I'm constantly, to your point, breaking um, plans with them and things of that nature – well, then what the heck's the point of the work? I mean, I, might, I should go sell snow cones on the beach, right? And then right. at least every night we get to walk on the beach together. We might not be, you know, might be living in a tent, but <laughs> we'll at least be hanging out together. We'll be on the beach. <laughs> right, because there's also the opportunity then that you'll be on the beach alone, right. which if you want to be on the beach alone, that's fine. But if, you know, you're sacrificing your family, then that'll be a problem. So I think focusing on how you can focus, right? Scheduling appointments, keeping those commitments, um, and protecting your valuable personal time is actually a great opportunity to create gratitude and thankfulness and kindness to then give back to your clients because you're not feeling like you're drained in your family time. Right. And I know most, and I know I'm this way, and I would imagine most people are, and certainly everyone you want to work with. If I get to someone's voicemail and they say at 6 p.m. I quit working because I'm spending time with my family, man, I mm -hmm. give them props. Like that is a bonus to me that I'm working with that individual um, because they've got their priorities straight. So, yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And we have a few podcasts you guys can listen to as well uh, around that. So uh, if that's an issue, go do that. And I think then number eight, right, is is a similar uh, conversation, not about your significant other, but about your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, any other family relationships that you have, because the gift of time is super important. And going to games, right, to their sporting events, being present for dinner. We have a policy, no phones at the table. Yep. So if we're, if we're having dinner, there are no phones, not mine, not, you know, Mike's, and, you know, he's a police officer, so he's always on call, right, but he'll check it when we're done. But being present at the table is the best time, number one, to connect with your kids and get a lot of information <laughs> right. about their day, about what's happening, school trips. We talk about our vacations, you know, and what we want to do. Um, we talk about what we're grateful for or what was the best thing that happened to you at school today. Those are invaluable times. Yeah. And even the times, and I remember, Cheryl, you've talked about this before, and I'm now starting to experience it of driving kids to their different activities. Um, my kids swim, and we take uh, one of Karsten's best buddies swims with them, and so I generally am the one taking the boys to the pool. And it's you get so much insight in just sitting there and listening to them talk. And sometimes, as busy people, I think we kind of fall into this realm of, you know, I'm, I'm busy, so when I'm with my kids, we are doing this activity and this activity and this activity. Mm -hmm. You know what my son brought up the other day that I totally spaced? I, I bought this um, gun that shoots salt to shoot bugs, and I was blowing – my son was blowing bubbles, and I shot one of his bubbles. And then all of a sudden, he and I started taking turns shooting the bubbles the other one was blowing with this salt gun. 
And he brought it up and thought that was the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> and so sometimes it's those idle moments where you're just burning time, not burning time, where you're just in that in a relaxed state that is important as just as important as you know the super cool events. Oh my gosh, I totally agree. And before they get their license is literally the best time. Once they have their license, they don't need you to drive them anymore. They don't need anything from you anymore. And so getting them in the car with their friends and just listening in the back as they're giggling and laughing or talking about things that are happening at school, you gain so much insight into what they're dealing with. It's really uh, it's really a special time. So never say no to carpool. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and continuing on with, with our relationships, uh, the next one is, are there friendships that you want to rekindle? High school, college friends, friends from a city you used to live in, a class reunion? Yeah, there's a lot of things that we have that we take for granted, right? Like our friends that no time could have passed, and we maybe have not seen them in 10 or 15 years, but man, when we get together, it's just like, you know, it was yesterday. I have a lot of great friends that I haven't seen in years because our business, our social demands, our personal demands kind of take us away. But one of the things that I've set a goal for is that I really want to reconnect with some folks that I haven't seen in far too long and actually commit to scheduling some time to rekindle an old friendship. And this is... Yeah, I think this is so important. A, it's good for our heart. It's good for theirs. Um, and yeah, I have a, you know, he was the best man in my wedding. I was the best man in his wedding. And we just don't get to see each other as much anymore. But we try, and it's, pathetically, it's sometimes only once a quarter, but we get together for lunch. Um, and it's it's important mm -hmm. to have those and to have those roots. And, and okay, shouldn't even be bringing this up right now, but I will. It also might lead to deals. <laughs> Well, that is true. You know, that might be one of the nice <laughs> side benefits. Make sure that's a side benefit, but it, it very well might as well. So I think, um, yeah, I think that's an important one. To, to it, it, it reminds you of your roots, and, and it puts a smile mm -hmm. on both of your faces. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. What's our next one? Oh, what is our next one? Oh, I lost my space. Number 10. Uh, oh, the what experiences, right, am I going to have this year? So this kind of goes to planning uh, vacations. What are the things that you want to do that are kind of on your bucket list or that you just never get around to finding time to do? Schedule them. Don't be on accident. One of the things that we talk about in Ninja a lot is being on purpose. So be on purpose. Don't let things happen to you by accident. So I'm going to turn 50 in 2020. Wow. So that's kind of a big milestone, right? Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my arms around that, trying to embrace it, that, you know, I'm just getting started at 50. Right. But I also have created a list of things that I want to do in my 50th year, and I want to be very intentional about it. So I think it's um, fun to think spontaneously, but also have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and you know, so, some of the things, and we're blessed to live in Colorado where there is an unending amount of stuff you can do, right. uh, at least outdoorsy, um, just unending. Um, but some of the things you can't really do all that spontaneous unless you, and, you know, if you're an avid hiker and you spontaneously decide to wake up one morning and go hike a 14er, 
But for a lot of people, doing a, a legitimate 14er is going to take some cardio, is going to take maybe buying some good some good footwear, you know, a backpack right. and stuff. You know, it might take a little lead up. So it's not a bad idea. And you know what I love about this idea, too, is one of the things Melissa and I are doing for the kids this year is it's it's a strange place, I guess maybe because of how I was raised, where your kids don't even know what they want for Christmas from a physical toy mm. thing, right? Like, okay, you guys are clearly spoiled. Um, so one of the, what we're doing is doing experiences. So one of the things Carson and I are going to go do that we bought at a fundraiser auction is we're going to get to have this VIP experience with the, at the Nuggets game. And um, so it takes a little planning. We had to, you know, Cool. It, it gave us the idea by seeing it there, but um, yeah, if you know, plan those experiences out, get your others involved, or even give those as a gift because those are the things that people are going to remember. I don't remember all the toys I got, but I certainly remember the times my dad and I got to go to a ball game together or got to go fishing together and things of that nature. Yeah, I love that, and that goes into our next number 11, right, is what are the things that you want to accomplish this year that are big, and I think that it goes to experiences, because those are the things that your kids remember, those are the things that you remember, you know, the story that you just told about the the little air gun or something, um, you know, with your son, or the, the what was it, the salt gun? Yeah, the salt gun, you can look it up. Yeah. It's not really all that great at shooting bugs, to be honest, the bugs seem to get irritated more than die, but whatever. Yeah, but that it's the memory that your kid has of you doing it, right? And so the experience doesn't even have to cost money, right? It just has to create some bonding and some good memories. So I think looking at having like a life list, right, or something that you really want to do that you might be able to is important because when you look back, you say, yeah, I did that. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty fun. So don't take that for granted and make sure that you plan. Right. And these types of experiences, when we're talking about big ones on the list, um, these can alter your perception of the world and they can alter how you approach business. I mean, if you're talking about going to another country or something of that nature, um, it can be really impactful. And it can seem daunting at first when you're looking at, you know, at the cost, if you guys are thinking of like some sort of fancy international trip or to a third world country type trip. But it's um, it's certainly achievable when you start listing them out and breaking down how you're going to do it. Yeah. So, um, and with that, I think it kind of leads into our next one, which was how will I foster my emotional and spiritual growth this year? This is a big one and kind of goes to that mental health, right? About taking care of yourself first, making sure that you are feeling good so that you can give that to others because if you're spiritual, you're emotional, your mental health is suffering, not only will you not be at the top of your game, but everyone around you will suffer and be affected by your behavior. So, you know, we plug in our phone every night, right, to charge it. We've got to remember we've got to recharge our batteries, and we forget that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of those things that we – I don't know why, at least for me, and may, I don't know if anyone else has this feeling, sometimes it feels like this should just happen naturally, like, you know, I'm a spiritual person, but this is something that we have to be very intentional about. And if you believe in a particular God, you know, believe in God or believe in a particular um, type of religion, I would encourage you to really, to take the next year and do a study around your faith. Um, and if you're not, you know, belonging to a, a particular type of faith, 
same thing, but read a book or two or go take a class on, you know, on whatever type of spirituality it is that you believe in, whether it's nature, whether it's whatever, go do that, but be intentional about it and, and watch how you grow from that. I mean, you know, all the great religions of the world, if you delve into them, if there's something you believe in, you're going to become a better person, I think. Well, and it doesn't, like you said, doesn't even have to be a religious belief. It can right. just be, you know, some spiritual or some inner work, right, on your emotional growth. Because when you feel good, you do good and you spread good. Yep. So taking care of yourself, I think, is something we forget and we should not. Agreed. Yeah, hands down. And you're right, this goes right along with the uh, the physical side. we got to take care of both sides. Yeah, totally. All right, then the next one would be uh, taking care of our physical self, right? Like, don't skimp on your doctor's appointments, your vision exams, your dental exams. Make sure, again, that you're booking some time, putting it in your planner, scheduling it, and then keeping it, not saying, oh, that's just my doctor's appointment, I'll reschedule. No, I have a doctor's appointment, I need a different time, right, to do this other activity. Don't um, break the promises to yourself, yeah, and guys, this is one of those ones, kind of like we were talking about earlier. If you neglect this one, you might wake up one day and be like, man, I am hitting my stride. I've got my family life dialed in. I've got my mortgage business dialed in. I am sitting good. And because you haven't been taking care of this, you can have something catastrophic come in your way that is – by the time it's, it manifests itself to where you realize it without a doctor, um, you got a serious problem on your hands. Yeah, as I disclosed earlier, you know, I had to uh, take some time off to take care of myself, and I was seeing a doctor oh, about three times a week. So it created a cramp in my style, right? I had to change my work schedule. And, you know, had I potentially paid better attention, right, to my physical health and my mental health, it would not have affected me so much. So lesson learned for sure from firsthand experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it doesn't, you know, the annual physicals maybe an hour. Same thing with two dental appointments. That's two a day or two a year. Eye appointments, depending on what your eyes are like, might only be once every couple, two, three years. You know, so at least on the surface of getting someone to look at you, and if you live in Colorado, I'd add, you know, a dermatologist dermatologist to your group if you spend any time outside at this altitude but um right. yeah it's this is those things that um you know it's it's that tim mcgraw song you know live like you are dying you don't want to wake up one day and, and be looking at the x-rays you, you yeah. want to have caught it in front so yeah that's for sure and then similar but just a different aspect of our life what annual uh, financial insurance accounting or other professional appointments do you need to schedule this year yeah and this is not the sexy stuff right like people don't necessarily want to sit down with their accountant they don't want to sit down with their insurance agent and do an annual review I hope they want to sit down with their mortgage loan officer and do an annual mortgage review but we know that that's not high on their list right because it doesn't affect them and until we can show value in all of these things right it's just you know talk so for me planning scheduling being intentional Allowing, obviously, for some spontaneity, but really making sure that I'm planning things out and being on purpose helps me be successful, helps me create gratitude, and helps me stay on track so that in the end, 
overall, I'm just a happier person. Right. And so since Cheryl described the carrot, <laughs> I'll describe the stick. <laughs> because conversely, for me, if I don't make these appointments, same with my other stuff, I start worrying about it, especially around – just because it's the easy one, right? Retirement. Um, we were a little bit behind for a while in our retirement. And I never wanted to address it because – I mean, I did, but I didn't at the same time because I was so embarrassed that here I was, a mortgage professional, and I had let myself – you know, it, when I was a younger man, not do the things I needed to do around that. But because I happened to go to a really good financial advisor, he came up with the plan. We implemented the plan, and we're now in a fine space. You know, we still have to make sure we're contributing um, more than we would have if I would have been contributing in my 20s. But the, the point is, is it also is going to – these things will, are things that are going to create anxiety. If you don't have a will, if you don't – if you don't if you're not even sure you're properly insured and you have a family and every time you get on the airplane without your family it's going to nag at you it just is and it's not and so this is going to free you up to have a more of a peace of mind to be able to be in a place of gratitude to do all the things that we've been talking about these last two in my opinion if you do them even if nothing comes out of them you walk away going I'm good yeah, I agree. And we also should be, you know, scheduling them out. Like, even if we think about doing like one a quarter, right, because then not everything is overwhelming at the end of the year. And you're like, oh, I should have done that. Oh, no, I have to schedule an appointment. And now I can't get in. And now everything's an emergency and a rush, right? That's being on accident. Being on purpose is planning and scheduling so that the odds are stacked in your favor. Because ultimately, 2020 is the start of a brand new decade. And it should be our best year yet. And that's what I'm planning for. Yep, absolutely, and that's what this whole podcast was about. I know it was a little longer than normal, gang. Um, we're going to post these 14 questions that we just read from. We will have a link to the to the blog on um, LinkedIn, so go check out our Elevated uh, Producer LinkedIn page. If you're not a member, just hit the – I think you have to request it or whatever, but we'll certainly be glad to to give you access to it. Any last words, Cheryl, before we sign off? No, this was good. I'm super excited for 2020 and more podcasts to come. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, grab two or three of these takeaways and act on them this week because you cannot elevate without effort. Take care, guys.